Welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone was born with the ability to create the life they desire. On today's episode, we're going to do a recap of our experience with 75 Hard. This is Season 2, Episode 18. Welcome. It's, and we apologize for taking a few weeks off. We had a lot of personal stuff going on, but we've made it to the other side. Which is always Welcome good. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, your dreams were your ticket out. Remember, welcome back, Cotter. Right. Great show. If you haven't watched it, Google it. It's what, from the late 70s? Yeah, early 80s? I don't know. Maybe John early 70s. Maybe early 70s? Probably, 70s? probably before Greece. Yeah. Whenever Greece came out. Anyway, good show. Good day. The sun's shining. It's the end of January, the last day of January. We're recording this before we're releasing it on Tuesday. It's Sunday, but um, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. It's actually been an interesting 90 days. We recapped, we're kind of going to recap the 75 heart experience. We wrapped that up. What day did we wrap that up? The 17th of January? 16th of 16th January. 16th of January. And 15th. We both had an interesting, awesome experience, and so... Maybe 17th. I don't know what day it was. Isn't that funny? Time just keeps on slipping and slipping. <laughs> Into the future. Anyway, today might be a musical day. <laughs> so for people that don't know what the 75 Hard program is, it's created by Andy Frisella, and it's a 75 consecutive days of doing five tasks so you want to give those tasks yeah it's for uh read 10 pages of a book can't be a it story or needs to be non-fiction personal development or self-help right two workouts a day each has to be at least 45 minutes long and they cannot be back to back and one of them has to be done outside so living in montana there was definitely a few days that were cold there were. We got to wear our long underwear and put on our snow boots. And some days it was pouring down rain, and other times it was below zero. But we had a we had a blast. And then it's take a selfie every day. See your progress. To see your progress has to be men. It's recommended without your shirt on. And women, it's recommended with a sports bra and your workout clothes, whatever, just so you can see the progress. And then drink a gallon of water a day. Drink a gallon of water a day. And so we did that. And also follow a meal plan or some sort of diet plan to attain your goals. And even though it's not a fitness program, you definitely do see results. If you desire is to lose weight, you definitely will lose weight because of the activity you're getting plus your... Right. We had a good friend that did it, started a few days after us, and he lost 50 pounds. Yeah, huge. We each lost over 20 25. Yeah, somewhere in there. And I blew through a pair of brand new shoes because I think I walked and jogged and did every bit of exercise over 534 miles, I calculated. 
which so, is pretty impressive. So I just ordered another new pair of shoes because we're starting again. And then tomorrow. you can't, you can no longer, or you can't do any cheat meals. No cheat meals, no alcohol. So your cheat meals can't be anything that deviates from your diet plan. So you have to maintain whatever your diet plan is for 75, 75 days. And if you don't hit those marks on any of the days, you have to start back over. And we loved it. It was a nice, we talked earlier in our um, previous podcast we did about it. And then our midway point that it was kind of a reboot and a refresh. And honestly, it's amazing the mental toughness that does come from it. In my honest opinion, I limited myself too many, too few calories for the amount of exercise that I do. And so the last two weeks, especially, but the last month I was, uh, I was dragging, but I still, I still achieved it. I was happy to be able to get more food into my system. Right. Once, to eat cheese fries. Once that was over though, because my glycogen was gone. And, uh, the night before the very last day that we did it on the 74 that night, I literally fell on the bed and I didn't have anything left. And, uh, and she plowed through it on day 75. Plowed through it, and then I jumped my calories up, and I'm still shedding weight, which is awesome. Right. It's quite the uh, journey from day one to day 75. Right. Because you have the euphoric high during the process where you feel invincible, and then it gets easy. And then you kind of want a challenge. I mean, that was and my experience. And then you're like, are we doing it hard enough? Is there... Is there more we can do? Right. And then you, you kind know, because we hear about other people that have like hysterectomies and other friend and she's killing it and stayed on the 75 hard plan. Inspiration. Didn't, didn't miss a day. So did the two workouts a day before she even went in. I know she's a champ. And We're excited to continue to see their progress. They're both killing it. So, so when you hear things or you're on the 75 hard page on Facebook, you see things that like, man, these guys are really doing the deal. Like those older couple that were in their what mid seventies, you showed me. Yeah. Inspiration for sure. I mean, they went out and they lost one. The guy lost over seventy pounds in his mid seventies, kicking ass two times a day, working out, just following a meal plan, not drinking alcohol, just embracing life. And that's really the thing that I got the most from it was it was just kind of a reboot and a zest for what's possible, and the nobody else controls that but what we bring into our lives and what we allow ourselves to be surrounded by. And so our TV, we realized it was off. I mean, there was a couple Celtic games that we watched, but we just. And a few football games. Sporting events. We watched sporting events and very little of anything else. I'm right. not sure if we watched maybe a few, maybe a few little stupid shows. But not nothing. a lot. So there was times it went weeks without the television being on if there wasn't sporting events. And we also, Kurt and I also incorporated meditation. Yeah, we added it to the 75 hard. And that was a powerful experience. And so we'd encourage anybody who feels like they are stagnant or want something different. Uh, we're grateful to our friend Nate who recommended, who showed us by his example. And then we had dinner with him and we were like, we're in. And uh, then our friend Joe and now our other friends, Don and Sean, who are killing it. And it's just... And our other friend, Mariah, that's killing it. Right. And so it's just a, it's a movement. And the mental toughness side of it is huge. And that was, for me, 
the biggest thing that I learned is my whole life I was, I lacked in some areas of being able to express my voice and express my opinion towards people that I thought knew more than me on certain things. And I realized in the midst of it where I was exercising my voice without even trying to find my voice. And I was like, holy cow, that mental toughness and that confidence and just everything that I gained came Like through. no longer being pushed around. Right, no longer being pushed around. Like I mean, I, we fired a chiropractor in the process. Yep. You know, because we weren't treated the way we thought we should be treated and Which, we stood up for ourselves. Right, and that's the thing that I, I hope that more and more people can, uh, can realize that you're worth being treated amazing and you're worth treating people amazing. And, Would uh, you believe that's the greatest thing you gained from 75 hard? I did. And plus the mental toughness, really seeing it. Like I just talked earlier a few minutes back about how I was just depleted because I didn't, I wasn't thinking when I, when I arranged my diet with how active I had already previously been in my life. And so I wasn't thinking clearly. And that was my, I own it, but I stuck it out. I wasn't going to deviate because I wasn't going to start over but at like day 55, when my Achilles was kind of acting up, I was knowing that I wasn't eating enough food to sustain everything that I was doing, yet I was wanting to do more. I started to think that this, so many people think this is a physical fitness thing, but it has nothing to do with the physical fitness thing because it takes the mental toughness to be able to dig in and continue to give it your all, even when your body's feeling weak, even when your body's feeling exhausted. And even in the last month of it, I remember telling you that I think the reason that Andy designed it the way that he designed it is to prove that the mental toughness peak is going to be what's going to get you through. Because if you're truly doing the program as it's designed and you're giving it your all every single day, your body, if you take 75 days and you don't take a rest, your body just naturally gets tired. Mm -hmm. And so it's just fighting through that fighting through that exhaustion. And I listened to a couple, I listened to a lot of really good podcasts during that time, but one of them, there was a Navy SEAL. And I actually think it was on Andy Frisillum on the real AF podcast, but it also could have been on Louis Howe. Um, and he was talking about most people during the buds stage of Navy SEAL training when they're down doing the water I'm butchering it, but doing all the stuff that they do on the beaches. And most people, um, the SEAL said that most people um, tapped out when the commanding officer just said, your whole goal is to just run one mile that way and one mile back. And they never gave them an end sight. So they never knew how long, if it was going to be 24 hours or if it was going to be 24 minutes, so they were going to be running. And most people quit at that time because they couldn't see past that goal. And what the Navy SEAL, who I was listening to, said was paramount for him is he just said, okay, I just need to make it to that end of the beach. And then when I get to that end of the beach, I just need to make it to the other end of the beach to where he didn't look at the miles that he had to walk. He just looked at his next task at hand. Jog. Right? Didn't they have to jog? Well, they had to, they had to run it, but... Um, jog it. But the point is, is to just not get overwhelmed. And so when I was in the depleted stage, I was just like, okay, I got my reading done. I got my water done. I now have to get my last workout done. And it wasn't biting off the whole piece of the elephant trying to eat it all at once. It was literally just micro managing my day through task. And I think that's where the mental toughness truly comes in 
And honestly, if I wouldn't have totally committed to go all in on it, I could see where you could just breeze through it, not wanting to get any better and come out and think that it was just a physical fitness thing. But since I was like, I'm going to give every workout, everything I have, I'm going to not leave anything behind me with every bit of it that I do. I really caught the mental toughness side of it. And now I'm really excited about phase one, which we're starting tomorrow. Right. Cause there were some in- inconvenient times doing the, doing the workouts or whatever, the second workouts when it was cold or when we traveled and we had driven, you know, 14 hours or something already at that point and got out and went for a 45 minute walk. And we still had another four hours or three hours to drive. And so, you know, there was inconvenient things. In Flagstaff, Arizona. That if you're a wussy and you're not willing to commit to change your life, that you're going to, that you're going to give up, that you're going to be a quitter. Right. And so, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Some of the mental toughness made it easier by the meditation, which isn't in his plan, but you know, like we've talked in many podcasts, the importance of visualization and meditation and prayer. So if you're in the, have those time moments in your day, it helps you with the next deal. And to refresh, kind of refresh and rejuvenate. And also the support system of like, I've told a couple of people, uh, if I wouldn't have, if I would have tried to do it by myself and didn't have anybody to tie into I think it wouldn't have been as beneficial, but since Kurt was doing it, since our friend Joe was doing it, since there was a support system on Facebook, it, it's just an encouragement to know that you're not alone and that there, there's never any shame in choosing to better your life and change the course, no matter where you're at. Our friend Joe, he's gone through probably one of the hardest years of his life and he never detoured. He always sent his accountability thing he was always transparent when shit was hitting the fan, but at the same time, he was excited that he didn't give up and he didn't quit, even though if anybody would have had a reason to quit, I think right. that it would have been he him would have had time. a reason. The hysterectomy would have had a reason. Right. And so, you know, we would have had our own personal reasons. Right. You know, which is, which is good that, you know, that we persevered. Right. And I think everybody has their own experience with that. So, you know, it's a, it's quite the ride from day one to day 75. And now we get ready to start phase one. Which is? Tomorrow, which is the same tasks plus three more critical tasks. And he requires visualization. Ten minutes of visualization and a five-minute cold shower. Oh, yeah, and the cold shower. which For we've 30 been, days consecutive. Which we've been doing. We've been training on the cold shower. You know, I have one about two weeks maybe two and a half weeks now consecutive of cold showers. And I haven't done consecutive, no, but I've two weeks, two weeks of it, but I've been doing at least three to four a week. They're not all five minute ones. So now to be a five minute cold shower every day, which I'm excited about. Cause honestly, when you get, you think it's intimidating, but then when you kind of get acclimated, you're kind of like, this is better than a warm shower. <laughs> is that your experience? Oh, Totally. Yeah, I'm totally. like, I kind of get, get excited. colder and colder all the time now doing it. Right. You know, and then reading the Wim Hof book is one of the books that I've been reading. The one that, I, that I'm that i on now and the one I finished 75 hard reading, you know, he's, he's a big cold shower advocate and explains a lot of the, you know, personal results that you get from taking cold showers. 
and then Katie did some more research on it. There's a lot of really beneficial things that you get from taking a cold shower. Right. And most of the uh, people who are success oriented, who have podcasts that we've listened to and our friend Don listens to, it's amazing how many people actually take cold showers when you think about it, when you start to just really hone in on it. And so that's a, if you have never done that, because uh, it certainly has an impact on your, your physical well-being, your health wise and your mental well-being and your mental well-being, because you have to, you have to be able to stay focused for a certain amount of time, because when you lose focus in a cold shower, it gets real cold real quick. Right. Even if you're used to it. Right. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And then the three critical tasks outside of the other five tasks have to be to attain your goals to have to be to attain your goals and something that it can't be like if you make your bed every day that you just put that on there so that you check it off like maybe if you were a shy person or something it could be talk to new people or or something right i mean anything to attain the goal that you want because they're not all fitness related goals we don't all have fitness goals right right mine are i'm not a fruit eater anybody who knows me knows that i'm not a big fruit eater and so i've been uh I've been, that's on my critical list. Make sure that I'm intentional about eating fruit every day. And I don't like fruit. <laughs> I can do a little bit of fruit, but I really have a hard time with fruit. So it's going to, that's probably, honestly, I never thought that I'd say that, but I think that's going to be my biggest challenge, but also my biggest victory because I know that it's part of what I want for my goals. What's going to be the hardest thing for you? On the critical tasks? Just staying committed, I think, is the hardest thing. Is staying because I'm doing the healing codes from Alexander Lloyd and no. Yeah, it is Alexander Lloyd. You usually call him Lloyd Benson. <laughs> it is Alexander Lloyd. High five. And something Benson. Um, ben Johnson. I'm ben Johnson. <laughs> so I'm doing <laughs> or Benson. It can be Benson. Maybe it is Benson. So I'm doing the healing codes for every day. So just maintaining that and doing it because what I learned in this last um, period of the thing is that I have some unresolved issues that I need to deal with and the healing codes will, will definitely help with that. I'm proud of you because those, because those unresolved issues manifest themselves in physical issues. Right. And ended up being in the hospital a couple of times for short periods. So now I get to deal with it. Since I tell everybody on the podcast to deal with their shit and do these things, I, I figure maybe I can do some of them too. On certain things that I haven't, I just didn't feel like doing. Right. So that'd be just staying committed. Um, can't even think what my other t- critical tasks are. Stretching, slash stretching, yoga, yoga. Yep, that's one of my. <laughs> but I'm doing it with them, so it can be fun. Because I'm yoga. not overly. Uh, <laughs> I'm not real flexible and it just seems at my age, it might be beneficial to be more flexible. So I'm going to do that. And then the third thing I'm going to do is something I do regularly, but I go through phases where I listen to something positive every day for a while, but I'm going to, I'm making the commitment to do it for 30 days consecutively, you know, with no break. So whether it's a podcast or a sermon or, you know, or a theologian talking, I'm going to listen to something every day. 
and there's no timeline on that, but I'm going to actually, I guess there should be 30 minutes worth of something every day. I guess there should be a boundary. I can't just say, Oh, I listened to one minute. Right. And while Kurt's doing his healing codes, I'm going to do the Wim Hof breathing method training. And I'm going to also do stretching and yoga because flexibility and balance are huge, especially as we age. <laughs> We're just young kids, We're but you just never know. Aged here. <laughs> you just never know when age catches up with you. Right. We see it around us, so we have to be aware of it. Right. You know, so it's exciting stuff that we, the journey we're on because the, the 75 hard that we we first talked about was only that it's the, it's the boot camp for the live hard program, which is a year long program. Right. And we're committed to that. So it's 75 hard, then a phase one, which is 30 days, a phase two, that's 30 days and a phase three, that's 30 days that all have to be done within one year. Yes. And so, and each one brings new challenges and new, new things that are going to force you to, to overcome and conquer. You know, I think that's the great thing about the Andy Frisella's program and even his podcast to, and is the fact that it's a winner's mindset. Are you going to be a quitter? Or are you going to be a winner? Are you going to go out and get accomplished the things that you want to accomplish? Are you going to sit and whine about it that you didn't accomplish it? I mean, it's really a choice. Right. And just also then in regards to that is as we make that choice, we also get to choose. And it's no criticism for people who are in the whining phase. But the more positive that we surround ourselves with, the more positive we want to be around. And so it kind of... We talked on a podcast. Yeah, whiny little bitches aren't fun to be around. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could be a song. Whiny little bitches ain't fun to be around. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) No, what I was saying is uh, our inventory podcast where we talked about taking inventory of who you spend your time with. And I'm I'm excited to see a year from now after we do the whole Live Hard program. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be fun because our associations will grow. Some associations will grow and some will not be as, uh, as frequent. And we also, through that, we have friends that are taking on this journey as well. And so that's a fun thing is when you get a culture within your current culture of people who are just choosing to dig in, dive in and see what's possible. It's awesome. I heard something good from, uh, Andy Fursell on his last podcast or one of his last ones where he said, your purpose in life should be able to show the rest of the world what is possible. Right. You know, and I think that's a, I think that's a great motto to live by. If we don't show and other people don't show what is truly possible, whether it's in the physical realm, the spiritual realm, the mental realm, the business realm, the business realm, the relationship realm. Who's going to show people? Right. Because we live in a society that's the participation trophy generation and participation trophy mentality uh, guarantees failure in every area of your life. I mean, I hate to say that, but you're not going to accomplish anything great and you might just float by, but you're 
you know, that mentality, you're not going to climb in your job environment. You're not going to get, go to the top. Right. If you're not you, going to even be really good at your job. Right. Even if you're not trying to climb the say corporate, corporate, uncorporate ladder, you're still not going to be successful because you're, you're just going there for a paycheck and you're not going to accomplish anything other than getting a paycheck. You're not going to help people or do whatever it is you need to do. Right. Well, I read, I think it was in Patrick David Betts book where he talked about promoting somebody who's been there for six months and they're fired up and they're breaking records and they're crushing deadlines and they're doing everything versus a person who's been there for seven years and has been loyal to the company for seven years, but they haven't done anything past what they did on week one to add to that seven years. And a lot of people get have chips on their shoulders about that. And I was so happy to see it in the book and then also to hear on the certain podcasts that we listen to that it really is like the participation needs to go. Like you either... Right. Yeah. And that participation idea is that seniority based companies or whatever, like you get promoted because you seniority versus productivity, productivity. And, and it's like, no, last time I checked the team that scores the most baskets really does win. Mm -hmm. And the, the more people we can get that rewire their mind to believe that because foundationally, I think that fundamentally we're all born without knowing, but it's been dummied down by the agreements that we've made with ourselves that we've learned through society and what society claims to be acceptable versus non-acceptable. I think that as we rewire ourselves and we start to walk more and more people start to rise up back into that, then maybe we will come back to reality that it, it is not about just showing up. It's about putting in the work. If you want to call it work, it's about getting the shit done. It's about getting stuff done and stuff, dominating. Shit, whatever. <laughs> One of us uses the, we both use S words. You said stuff. I said shit. Right. And on most days I say shit and you say stuff. <laughs> right. But it's just getting it done. Right. Like you're saying and accomplishing your goal because the 2000 hour rule applies to even this. Like you do something for 2000 hours, you're going to be better at it. Therefore you're going to be more efficient. So the next 2000 hours, you're going to actually do more things. Right. Like if you just stayed the same pace for 4,000 hours, then you didn't grow at all. If you do something well, for 2000 hours, you're going to get better at it. Right. The next 2000 hours that you're doing it, you're going to be better at it to the extent that you can add more things to what you're doing. Right. And I think that that also has to do with the live hard 75 hard in the three phases. Plus the boot camp is that as you become emotionally agile and have the agility to add more things to your time management and realizing that we all have the same hours in a day, it's just whether we choose to be efficient and productive or whether we can, you know. And you don't let a crisis knock you off. No, no, you adapt and you overcome. You say, this is my goal. This is what I'm doing. This is, this is what I need to accomplish. And this is what you do. And there's going to be things in your personal life and things that are maybe going to be deterrents where it's inconvenient. Right. You know, right. Where, you, where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't work out. I got whatever. But you say, this is my goal and this is what I'm going to do. Right. You know, or like the days that it was first cold outside and it's like, oh, this is sort of miserable crap to be out here in the cold. And then it was like, oh, this is just what we're doing. Right. And then it was kind of like, wow, I kind of like that it's cold. Right. 
you kind of look for the challenge. I remember Annie Facilla said, if you are truly embracing the program, you're going to come to that point where you're looking for a challenge. And I've noticed that shift. So look for a challenge in your life and try to accomplish it. Because right. if you not try, accomplish it. Right. We don't hand out participation trophies here, honey. <laughs> right. So if you, there's something challenging that you want in your life, go out and get it. Because you're capable and worthy of anything. And if you knew, actually knew how powerful you really were, I think you'd be amazed at the shit you can accomplish in your life. And we're here to encourage you and say you really are powerful beyond your belief right now. But embrace a program, whether it's 75 hard or whether it's whatever. We are advocates and pumped up about that. Because and you that's might already be really right powerful, but you can even be more powerful. Right, as you can continue to put more uh, more uh, fuel in your fire. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that one I desire. <laughs> Little Metallica to wrap it up. Hope everybody has a wonderful week and uh, continues to, to go after everything that they desire and uh, accomplish what they desire. Right. We praise it. We praise all of you for having a wonderful life. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, please share it. Curtain My Desire is to have millions of people hear this message that we have all been created to create. You can also check out our book, What If? 15 Topics Worth Discussing for Lifelong Happiness on Amazon.com. Thank you again and have a blessed day.